Hey there friends, this is Carl and thanks so much for tuning in. So our title today is The Fattest Trainer in the Workshop and Finding Your Motivation to Lasting Change. So now are you wondering like what's this title about? There's a couple different themes and what's the correlation? I can assure you we're going to talk about that very soon. Before we do, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation where you're just not happy with how you feel? Maybe you don't feel fit enough. Uh, maybe you don't feel strong enough and you want to get stronger. Or you know you need to lose weight. Or maybe you need to gain weight. There are people out there who do need to gain weight. Whatever the case may be, have you just ever made that decision that this is it, I'm taking control, I'm going to take ownership, I'm going to take my life, my health, my fitness, and my wellness back. I'm going to own it. And so you get started, right? You get on a program, you do whatever you got to do, you go in a few days, weeks, maybe a few months, and then you fall off the program. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done it more than once, fallen off more than once? Okay, so... You're not alone if you're one of those people because I can tell you there are countless people who fall off constantly and you are listening to one of them. I can't even count how many times I've started the program and then fallen off. Okay, so my intention with this little podcast here and this little discussion is to help you to find that thing that will act as the catalyst and the motivation to get you on track and keep you on track. All right, so you can accomplish your health, fitness, and wellness goals and stick with it. Now, whatever this motivation is, if you're able to find it, it's going to vary for each of us. So, you know, we're all motivated differently. Now, some of us, you know, we're doing great, right? There's some people out there who they know what motivates them and they're doing great. But there are others who haven't found it yet. You know, you might have thought you found it. You think, okay, I'm motivated because of this. And then you start your thing and then you fall off. So really what that means is that whatever you thought the motivation was that would carry you to your goal, it wasn't the real thing. Okay? And we want to try to find that thing. And it may take being fairly creative to find it. It took me quite a while to find it myself. And I keep changing what my motivation is. But I want to help you to find that thing that will cause you to sink your teeth into this, this commitment and get on track and stay on track. All right. Now, I've had a few things in my life that have motivated me. And it really started, finally started about six years ago. Okay, so I'm almost 54 and I really didn't find my true motivation until about six years ago, uh, almost 48 years old. Six years ago, I weighed 269 pounds. I'm six foot two, and my body fat was 36%. Now, if you know anything about the numbers, you know I was clinically obese. Okay. And you know what? I was feeling so unbelievably crappy. I felt awful. I was ashamed of myself. I couldn't stand how I looked. I couldn't stand that I was having to buy bigger pants and bigger shirts. It was terrible. I let myself go terribly. So what I decided to do, and this is what I'm going to implore you to do, is get outside of the box. I want you to find that thing, you know, find your lasting motivation. 
that will help you to get on track and stay on track, okay? So think outside of the box. Here's the first thing I did that was a big deal for me. It may not sound like a big deal, and it wasn't hard to do this technically, but to look at the results, that was the scary part, is I, on this nice, you know, sunny day, I went outside, and I took my shirt off, and I just had shorts on, and I just let it all hang. You know, wherever it flopped, it flopped. I even had chest on my, or fat on my chest. It was bad. And so my belly, I didn't push it out, and I didn't suck it in, but I just stood there, and I had somebody take pictures of me. Now, i got to tell you something. That was outside the box for me. That was so outside my comfort zone. To have somebody take pictures of fat me with no shirt on, because I never would take my shirt off, ever, back then. I was so disgusted. And I looked at the pictures, and I was like, dude, you really messed up, man, because you could have taken control. You could have committed and stayed there, and you didn't. So guess what? That acted as a catalyst for me to get committed and get on track. Okay, so I made some progress with that. That was a good motivation because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be like that anymore. I changed up my diet uh, to a large degree, not to as much as I have now, but I changed up the diet. I got focused. I started lifting weights, started doing cardio, and a little over a year later, I was down 35 pounds exactly. So I went from 269 to 234. Great. Now, I hit a plateau, but I also had another issue going on. I, I was getting sick a lot. And so this second thing that really, uh, they're kind of a combination of things here. Um, the second thing that I thought would keep me going um, in, in, in a good direction would be to put myself out there and say, hey, I think I'll become a personal trainer because I've always been interested in it, and I had worked with trainers. In fact, when I worked with them, I did well. And then when I stopped working with them, I gained weight and got fat and out of shape again. All right, so I actually studied, and I, I passed. I got certified. Now, it was a while before I actually got in front of a client because I was still too big. But at least it kept me going, and that was going outside the box. I mean, that cost money. It took time. And I'm here I am, a certified personal trainer, but not training anyone because I was too big. But I really wanted to train. So that was stepping out of the box for me, is to get more fit, change my physique so I could get in front of a live client. The next thing, though, that happened wasn't something that I chose to motivate me. It was fear-based, and it had to do with a trip to the doctor. Okay, so you have to keep in mind here the uh, the fact that for a two and a half year period, I was getting sick a lot. In fact, I had like chronic upper respiratory infections. I had uh, nine bouts of bronchitis. Okay, so I had nine rounds of antibiotics. Plus, I had the flu a couple times, and I actually got pneumonia once. I'd never had any of that stuff ever in my life up until then. But... The, the thing that scared me, the fear-based thing, and here's what it is. The doctor sits me down. And he says, dude, I've been seeing you too much. You're in my office, too. I'm seeing you like every two or three months for something. Something is wrong. You're, never, you're not supposed to be here like this. He says, dude, you're like one step away from COPD. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's called chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. Just look it up. 
you can figure it out on your own. Go to go to Google, put in COPD, and you're gonna find out it's it's bad. You don't want to get it. It ain't pretty. I have to tell you, I knew I knew about it when he told me. I knew what it was. I was scared. Like I can't even tell you how scared I was. That was a catalyst for me to get uh, get more fit, get healthy. But it just didn't it didn't have to do with just weight loss. I needed to find out why I was getting sick. Okay, so it just so happens at the time I had just gotten back into college at Syracuse University, going through their nutrition program, which you know it's a pretty decent program. But um, I did a lot more studying outside of the university on my own and got real deep into studying about a lot of stuff about nutrition. I learned a whole lot that way. And you know what? I found what it was that was making me sick. I had developed a sensitivity to wheat, gluten, and dairy, and uh, basically alcohol too. So I, I really couldn't drink any alcohol because this just didn't work for me. Um, so I excluded those things from my diet, and guess what? I'm not saying that, not, don't take me, get me wrong here, it doesn't mean that you have to exclude those things from your diet, because they may not affect you in a bad way. I was allergic and sensitive to various things within w those foods that I mentioned. But if you do have any issues or you're wondering if there's something bugging you in your diet, you may wish to try what I did, which is exclusionary, uh, exclusionary experimentation, where you would take things out of your diet for about a month, and then if you don't notice any difference, fine. But if you do, like I did, within one week, my congestion was gone. I was chronically congested until I removed those items from my diet. Within one month, I would lost 10 pounds. So I went down from 234 down to 224. And a, a three or four months later, I was down to 217. Now, this was like major. Plus, I was feeling really good. I had a lot of energy. I was sleeping better. This was great. Well, let me get to the last thing, though, okay? This is my last little... Uh, thinking outside the box, purposeful motivation to, to change my physique a little bit more. Now, yes, I had made a lot of progress. Great. Okay, I had figured out my dietary issues and my bronchitis issues, and it was all under control. But I, now I'm in front of clients and I'm training, but I signed up through National Academy of Sports Medicine to go to a workshop. It was for corrective exercise, CES uh, credential. It's a one-day workshop. It's in New York City, so I sign up, and I get down there, and I weigh in 217 at the time, and I'm feeling pretty good. And I get I still have a little belly on me, though. You know, I kind of have a belly. I get in the workshop, and there's like 20 trainers there, approximately. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm the fattest trainer in the workshop. Hence the title, okay? You know what my knee-jerk reaction was? I'll get through this, I'll go home, and then I won't do any more workshops. That's it. Except that on the four-and-a-half-hour drive home, I realized what an idiot I was for thinking that. It's like, come on, Carl. Get outside the box. Get outside your comfort zone. You're still... You, you, 
you're still at a, a place where you actually do need to lose just a little bit more fat to get my body fat down in the healthy zone, the optimal healthy zone. And so, you know what, I, I'd like the next day I signed up for another workshop. <laughs> so it was, it was like, I'm putting myself out there. This is what I'm asking you to do. Find something, find an event, find a situation, create a situation where you're putting yourself out there. Because I got to tell you something, I worked my butt off so that, so that I could be a little bit better physique when I got to the next workshop. And you know what, I got there, I was still the fattest guy in the workshop. But you know what? I kept doing it and doing it and doing it over and over. I've been to 20-something workshops since then. Well, I can tell you over the past year, I've been to about a dozen. I am never the fattest trainer in the workshop. Now, as a matter of fact, I'm usually in the much more fit side of the workshop. I'm down to 199. I'm feeling good. And there are trainers who are much fatter than me at these workshops. And I'll just take it one little step further is I have to keep myself going because, you know, I've admitted this to my, all my clients, my family, my friends, and even on YouTube and my videos, working out five, six days a week, I can tell you that at least half the time I don't want to work out. You know, I'd rather just bag it and go do something else. But you know what? I can't do that because I have goals. I have goals that are pulling me towards them. And right now, I'm in two master trainer programs for uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine, master instructor program, and I'm a master trainer program. And I'm also in the Evidence-Based Fitness Academy master instructor program. Okay? Now, when I get done with these programs, I'm going to be teaching trainers for, for credentials, for advanced credentials. So guess what? I can't be standing in front of a room of trainers being a fat trainer. So these are things, these are the kind of things that I have done to try to motivate myself. And we are all different, folks. We're all different in how we're motivated. What I implore you to do is find something. Create something. Get out of the box. Find, you know, create a situation where you're, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I signed up for this because I have to look a certain way for that. Well, just do it. Now, if you happen to need help or any kind of advice along the way, you know you can reach out to me. I'm not after your money. I give away information for free every single day, many, many times per day. Okay? And so I uh, invite you to contact me. It's Carl with a K at carlsterling.net is my email. And my website is sterlinghealthandfitness.com. And you know, I'm just going to add a little bit of something here to you is if you don't do this for yourself, okay, because some of us just can't seem to do anything for ourselves, think about your loved ones. Think about your family. Think about what it would mean to them if you were healthier. You know, sometimes there are naysayers in families. So, you know, if you have that, I'm sorry, it's, it can be tough to deal with. I know people who deal with it a lot. This is jealousy. And, you know, you're making me look bad. You're getting all fit. And, you know, now I have to do it too. And I don't feel like it. And, well, whatever. You know, it's your body. But think about this. Think about the fact that maybe when you do this, you might motivate somebody, even a possible naysayer, into action so that they do something. All right? Think about that.
I have people who come up to me all the time who I don't even know they're watching. We're friends on Facebook. I had a guy come up to me last week said, I've been watching your posts for three years. And I can't believe, you know, you put out some really great information. I just want to thank you for inspiring me. I didn't know he's watching because he's never hit the like button on one single post of mine ever. And that's fine. He doesn't need to. But what I'm saying is you don't know who you're watching and who you're impacting. You could change somebody's life because of what you do, the role that you do. You can be a, you can be a role model and not who know who you are affecting, okay? And, you know, if you don't do it for you, think about your loved ones. Like I just said, think about maybe if you don't take care of yourself, maybe one of your loved ones is going to have to take care of you down the road. And that's happening all the time. Do you want to be a burden on them? I mean, I don't want to be too rude here. You know, I don't want to be out of line, but I'm just saying it's happening all the time. And I know a lot of people who need care from their loved ones, and they could have avoided that situation if they ever changed what they're doing. But it's too late for them, for a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them, it's too late. They can't turn back. You don't want to get in that position. And the last thing I want to mention here is, how would you feel if you were 80-something years old, and you know, you're all messed up and feeling really crappy and you're unhealthy and maybe you're in a nursing home and you look back and you're like, you know, I'm going to die soon. I don't have time on my side. It sounds terrible, but it's true. It, time's not on your side when you're like 90 years old. Even if you have 20 years left, it's not on your side. If you're in a nursing home or you're, you need care constantly, do you want to be in that situation and look back and say, oh my God, I woulda, I coulda, and I shoulda. Maybe just do it because you can. And you know, I actually do that sometimes. I look and I say, I actually can do so much. I'm so lucky I have my health. If I don't do it, I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. Because... I can do it, so why wouldn't I do it? You know, chances are, if you don't take care of yourself, you may not make it to 90 years old, but you might. You might live decades, um, but just not a good quality of life. I've, I have a family member going through that right now. It's not fun. So it's, you know, just got to think about this. I want you to be creative. I want you to find that thing, folks. And again, I'm here if you need any help. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Step outside that box, man. Find your thing. Get started. Stay started. I'm here to cheer you along on the way and to support you the best I can. You know where to get me. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.